Welcome to The Six Figure Therapist, where we discuss professional and practical ways for mental health practitioners to help others and make money. Here's your host, Dr. Arcella. Hello, I'm Dr. Arcella, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Six Figure Therapist. And as you already know, I'm always like, I'm so excited to have this person here. But I was thinking to myself, like, why am I so excited? And what's interesting is, and I talked to, to her, I'll tell you about, we'll talk about my guest in a minute. But one thing that's interesting is, first of all, every, you'll notice that everybody who's come on the show, I know already, right? And the reason I did that is because I took some coaching from someone who has a seven-figure podcast who talked about that you should start off interviewing people you know, because, you know, you get comfortable and of course you might suck at first. And so it helps for you to get your, your skill set down in terms of interviewing people. And so everybody, you notice that you've seen the other episodes to somebody I knew, but the cool part for you all is that they are all awesome. So <laughs> you're getting to learn a lot. And, and so I'm hoping that you're enjoying to, to seeing the people that I've had the pleasure of hanging out with and knowing for, for many years. But the other reason why I'm so excited is because everyone that I've asked to come here, most of them don't even know what I'm doing. They just like, okay, she just called, either called or I text or my assistant sent the email and they have shown up and I get to see, for those of you who are just listening, I'm actually watching the person. So I get to see them pop up on the screen and every time they pop up on the screen, I just feel so blessed and um, just so thankful that, um, that they're here. So that's why I'm always so excited. So anyway, let's get started. So uh, my guest today is Dr. Charmaine Jackman, and I'm going to have her, just like I do everybody else, introduce herself first. Hello. Uh, I am super excited as well, and I know we'll tell them why in a minute, <laughs> um, but I'm Dr. Charmaine Jackman. I am a licensed psychologist, over 23 years in the field, and you know I've just been able to do a number of different things throughout that time. But right now, what I'm getting my hands into is I started a mental health tech platform um, about three years ago now called InnoPsych. And it was just came out of uh, my trying to do different things and think about kind of the next phase of my life and my career. And it has really grown into something that I could not have imagined. Um, so it's InnoPsych is a, a national therapist of directory but it's also more than that. I know we'll get into that. Um, yes. Some I of the highlights of, of who I am. I'm also a mom of two little kids. And that's um, really important to me as well um, as I go on this entrepreneurship journey. Yay. And I'll say, you know, I always tell you how we know each other. So she and I actually went to graduate school together. So that's oh right. my gosh. Ooh, and we've been doctors, what, 20 something years now? So. I know, I know. And it's so fun. And at the time when I was in school, so she said she has children now. But when I was in school, I started with children that were small, like three and two mm -hmm. and three. And there were only two people that I that helped us because my, my husband was there too, but that helped watch our children. And one was Dr. Jackman that's and right. then, uh, Rebecca Mendel. But yes, I was so even back then, um, she she I, I trusted her and, and I was so excited that we were friends and we went through a lot in school. But we made it and I mean, it was it was a decent experience and we remained friends all these years. And it's so That's good right. to see her grow in the profession as well. So, yay! Yes. <laughs> all right. So the uh, next question I generally ask everybody is 
we believe that what we do in mental health or as a therapist, you are gifted. And so kind of give, give them an idea of when you started or when did you decide to even go into mental health or what happened that you decided to, to go into the profession? You know, that's a question that I get quite often, especially when I'm doing interviews like this. And, you know, it's, it's made me really kind of think and reflect on like what brought me to this field. But I'll start with my first, I mean, there are lots of things that I think it's not just one thing. It's a number of different things that brought me here. But I remember very vividly, um, in, you know, so I grew up in Barbados. And so that's a country, when I was growing up at that time, there were no psychologists. But I knew very early on that I wanted to be a psychologist. I knew that was, would mean I would be leaving my little island to go study because our university didn't offer psychology. But I also remember doing therapy with my poor friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was counseling my friends and I remember there's this, this two friends who were, who were in a relationship and I would do couples therapy with them. <laughs> but I always remember being like a sounding board to people. I love listening to people, hearing what they were dealing with and trying to help them kind of resolve and navigate some of the struggles. So I would say that was very early on. I knew that. Um, and I do, I have said it's a calling because I really felt drawn to it. I just mentioned there, I've never met a psychologist in person or university didn't offer psychology but I knew very early on that that's something I wanted to do. Another influence, um, I used to watch a show called The Bob Newhart Show. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> So, you know, I'm dating myself, like, <laughs> but there's this quirky white guy who was a psychologist. His, him and his wife owned a bed and breakfast in like Maine or some remote area. And to me, that was, again, I don't remember details, but I remember him being a psychologist. So that was really another influence. And I love that show. It's a very silly show, but I love that show. And that was a good show. Right. And then as I continue to do reflection, I think the last thing I would say is I had a number of family members who had mental health conditions, which again, back then, mm-hmm. we didn't call it that, right? But I had two uncles who had very significant substance abuse issues. And one in particular, they're both deceased now. One in particular died very early, very young. Um, but I remember going back home at one point after being for college and he brought me to one of his NA groups. He was just so proud that the a journey that I was on. Mm-hmm. And so those were just some of the influences. I think some of my own personal struggles as well, uh, being a, a, a had sexual, sexual trauma from mm-hmm. someone who was a peer um, when I was younger. And yeah, just, so they're just all these little things that I think have really brought it together for me in this field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's interesting, even though I was thinking about the first part, which you said about being from um, Barbados and not, and Barbados is beautiful. I still remember coming to your wedding. It was so beautiful. <laughs> I have to give back. I have to give back. But um, but even coming from there, and I think, you know, I'm from the hood, and I remember seeing a psychologist once, and that was in seventh grade at career day. That's the story mm-hmm. I usually tell about how I got heard about psychologists because from the hood, you know, in the hood, we didn't hear about psychologists either. Right. So right. And then you think, you know, um, that's why I still do career days to this day, because, mm-hmm. you know, we figured we should share our profession with other people who may not know yeah. what we do. So just to think about, OK, how did you even know to do that when you didn't see it? And so yeah. it's still possible to do that. Right. So right. that's a good part. And then the, 
the other piece too about us being basically wounded healers, right? A lot of us mm-hmm. have our stories of family members or personal experiences mm-hmm. and things like that that grab you know helped us gravitate towards the profession. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. okay, thank you. All right. So when you think about though that calling, what is your superpower? Like what do you think when you think about your giftedness? Like what's that one thing you know you do well? Oh, I love that question. So let me see. Um, that's a great question. My superpower. <laughs> I think you know. I um, when I when I went to school, I really was very clear. I wanted to work with teens and adolescents. I wanted to be working in schools and be a voice that uh, you know, be an adult presence that young people could trust. And I think one of the things that and I worked in schools for 17 years, I know we'll get into this, but I just left last year, Um, but I worked at a high school for 17 years. And I think that, and that was my dream job, right? When I thought about when I was 15, I wanted to be a psychologist. I was doing therapy with my friends, four friends. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's what I I wanted to be a psychologist in schools and to be an adult that young people come to that they could trust that can ask any questions because I didn't necessarily have that growing up, right? You didn't talk to adults about things like that. So I would say it is that ability to connect with teens and adolescents and to really kind of just get to a place where they trust you with just anything. Mm -hmm. And I would say that journey of working in schools over the last 17 years, um, it has been, for me, I think it's both a give and take as therapists. We also receive so much from the work we're doing and for the the people that we we support and, and, and support along a healing journey. And I think for me that being able to help young people who are going through any number of things, sometimes they were minor, sometimes they were serious from their perspective, from their serious from my perspective, yeah. right? But just being able to help them and, and also I think help their families mm-hmm. support them and navigate them to a process of healing and recovery. So I think that being able to connect with things, there's always like, and people always say like adolescents, it's yeah. like, yes, it's this challenge is like, yeah, like when I can like break them and crack them. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting. So, and, and you can tell because one of the, also the other thing about these interviews that I tell people is that I ask some, I tell you some things are from, but there are things that I don't know. Like when you said you just left, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I don't know. I didn't know that. So um, I would say first though, did you ever, so all those years in the schools, you know, I worked in the schools as well mm-hmm. and I liked the kids, but as I aged, I went more toward adults. And so as that, like, is that something that you're experiencing or? Yeah, that's, yeah. And I know we haven't talked about that, my, my transition, but yeah, I, I noticed as I was getting, you know, the, that generation gap was mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, one of the things we always had interns come in to our, you know, into the position that I have, we always had interns. And so I think for me, like, I, and as a therapist, you know, I think you're, you're talking about therapists to therapists, like every client is not for you and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. you have to be okay with that. And so, you know, and I built a program which allowed, which was very diverse in many ways, gender orientation, gender identity. So we really wanted to make sure people could find themselves or see themselves in all the therapists that we had in our, in our, in our school. Um, but that's true, right? Like everybody didn't, everybody didn't, didn't connect with Dr. J, right? Cause mm-hmm. you know, for some people and 
but yes, as, as I got older, I, you're right. It was just a bit harder. <laughs> that Caribbean mentality is like, look, I've got time for this foolishness. <laughs> and I think that's part of that transition for me as I was also noticing, you know, I think I told you like when I was doing that work, that was my dream job. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I hadn't re-upped my dream. Ah, so I was getting to a point in my career, I started doing some leadership programming and I realized like, oh, I had it like my dream job was what I, I had decided when I was about 15 mm-hmm. and I never updated it. And so that was part of that process. Okay, so what next? So you've done your dream job, but what else? You know, because there's more stuff beyond that. And I think that as, as therapists, it is thinking about what is it that you do? What is it that you do well? But then how do you continue to grow? And, you know, I'm at the place now where, you know, racked up over 20 years of experience. So how do I then take that to a bigger level? How do I impact more people with the work that I do? Exactly. And that's that's what that's the vision that I'm having, too, is like, now, what do we do? With, and especially the other thing that concerns me about our profession is that a lot of us who have been around a minute, we're basically leaving with all the information. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, right. you know how to help all these adolescents all these years, but you're taking what you knew and you, and you train some people just like I train people, mm-hmm. but we didn't train like thousands and thousands of people. Right. Right? right. And so now, like you said, how do we we get that knowledge? disseminated so it won't die basically and thinking about the years past of our profession of how we just would share and share and share Mm -hmm. through this you know apprenticeship Mm -hmm. apprenticeship model and nowadays we have media and things like that that we can definitely share and and help people so yeah and and I was thinking about you know like you said when you made that decision or that shift of okay it's my dream job but I need to to change to another vision because I realized that when I wasn't doing like I try to do everything in excellence, right? To the best of my mm-hmm. ability. And I remember when I was working with those kids, I knew the latest rappers. I knew the TV shows. <laughs> I don't know if you, you know, you knew the, yes. the playing words. But once I started realizing I don't want to learn all that, <laughs> I was right? like, oh, exactly. oh. <laughs> Yeah, because you're like, your ears are like, I can't, like what? There's five square words in a row? Like I can't, my ears, my sensibilities. <laughs> Yeah, so then, then, like you said, you train the next people to do that who are who are in that Absolutely. age range and things like that. And I, but I appreciate you saying that though, because people do seem to think that you have to stay in this one area this whole time and all, that, and you don't. Now, like you said, if you continue to love it, then that's great. But if you don't, it's okay to change, and you can be okay with that. So, yeah. okay, so you decide to leave. And like, how did you come up with, how was that decision for you? Or like, especially if you've been there that long, I'm sure you make a decent money. How do you make that? Yeah, decision? you know, it was, I feel like I had, it was like a, I would say it was probably about a five-year journey. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't just waking up, oh. One day. No, no. And, you know, it's funny because, and some people, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of risk averse. I'll just say that. Okay. I'm not the one who's going to just jump. So I have to have all my little ducks in a row before I make that leap. Mm-hmm. And, but that's, you know, everyone, we're all different. And I think it's important to recognize <clears throat> what your own process is and to be great with that, like just grow with that. Mm-hmm. So I started, you know, I think we, you know, I, what I loved about our friendship and our, 
you know, being in grad school, like we were always scheming, like what else can we do? Like we were yeah. always, I remember we put a conference on, like who puts a conference on in grad school? Right, and we were on TV and everything from right. I mean, Oh, that's right. We did, you know. We got like, money for that. That's why we put it on for APA, gave us money. Yeah, we did, got money from APA. We were graduate right. school, yeah. But we were always, you know, I love that because you're always thinking about, okay, what can we do? Like how to create, how to innovate, right? What we're doing, not just kind of going along and doing the same old thing. And I love having people like that around me too. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, you know, again, about five year process, I started thinking about okay, So, you know, what am I going to do next? Um, I think I'm part of it. Again, I was doing some in, um, leadership programming. So I think all, all that self-improvement is really important. And then that's really like, okay, so, and I was exposed to other people who were doing different things with their careers. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. so I can do other things with that as well. And so I started to think about, okay, what can I do? What does the market need? What are some of the things? So I had a few ideas that I batted around. And then I was looking for a therapist myself. And then that took forever. It took over six months. I'm like, this is nuts. Like, why is it taking so long to connect with a therapist of color? And I wanted to work with a Black woman specifically. So now tell and me so like, why it took so long. What, what, what was the issue? Um, it was just, you know, they had the, you know, I never mentioned my competitor, but there was like one, one um, site out there that everybody kind of has heard of. Um, but when I would go look for black therapists, like I'd get like a lot of people come in and, and most of them were not. Oh. <laughs> and then people were full and then it was just the search process took really long. Okay. Um, so I was like, this has to be an easier way because when our people come to decide that they're going to do therapy, like they don't want to wait six months, they're going to be out. Um, so my whole mission then around creating the directory was like, how do we make this easier and faster for people to connect with therapists of color? And so that was kind of that mission. Um, so, so I started that, that idea, started to kind of really take ground, end up applying for this Citizens Bank had a, a, a an award they give out to community leaders, and I applied. It was the <laughs> the easiest money I've ever gotten. It was a 150 word kind of essay you had to write about what ideas you wanted to implement. 150 words. And I won ten thousand dollars from that. Wow. Yeah, and so I used that money to then hire someone who could build a website for me. And so as that, so I did that along with what I was doing, right? So I was working a nine to five and trying to build this thing as well. And then we launched the directory in 2020, but then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And then, which really kind of, you know, I think we launched in January and then COVID hit two months later. So we were in a really good position to help people find therapists. Okay. But then companies also started reaching out to us to, um, lead workshops and kind of help their employees around employee well-being around COVID. And then after George Floyd's murder, we were helping companies respond to that in a, in a sensitive way to their employees. So from that emerged like, oh, there are these other revenue streams that I hadn't even thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, I had also started doing a how to start your private practice course. Okay. So I was doing that in person and I had been thinking I need to be able to do this virtually. So then once COVID hit, that forced me to do that virtually. So there are all these little pieces 
And I think just that COVID really helped me to see like, you can do this girl, like you can do this. Cause you know, there's nothing like a guaranteed paycheck every month and your health okay. insurance and benefits being taken care of. Okay, okay. that entrepreneur <laughs> but, life, not for right? everyone. <laughs> not for everyone and that's okay. But also mm-hmm. it can also keep you trapped. Yes. Right. It can also make you think like you can't make money from this. Like this is the only way that I could survive. And I had had a therapy practice, a, a small private, uh, said part time practice. Um, and that was a lot of supplemental income, which helped me to do a lot of different things. But then I realized like, yeah, this could be, you know, just see, it became real that this is something I could do full time. Um, and so talking to to my boss, that was hard. Okay. <laughs> And I remember going through this leadership program, we had to set goals. And I remember in the last day we had to share our goals and I'm telling them I have to leave. And I'm like, balling, balling, like I'm gonna have to leave my job. I really love what I was doing. And it was hard to walk away. It's a really kind of magical place to walk away from. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also knew I wanted to grow and do many other things and I couldn't with a nine to five. Mm -hmm. So it was a hard, I would say one of the hardest decisions that I've I've had to make. and but I did it, and I like there's no turning back. No, oh, no, <laughs> I'm sure they hired no you. No turning back. Yeah, <laughs> no. And I, you know, the lucky thing talking about training and 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 being able to replace yourself. So one of the people who interned with me actually took the position. Oh. So I continue to supervise that person in their role, and I hear, you know, hear from you know a little separation degrees of separation yeah. and let me tell you I've made the best decision in my life. You're like okay no regrets no regrets no, <laughs> and and so you said a lot of things there like I think about when you said about being stuck there you know that that is the thing and the other thing that I always think about every time I get nervous I've been entrepreneur a little minute now and every time I get nervous I think if I go to a job, which again, for those of you who are working, we're not saying is, and I, and I agree with what you're saying, keep your job if you can and build the dream and see, because this other thing, you may not even like it. Like you may have gotten to do that and may not even want to do it. So it's right. no sense in just jumping out there if you don't, you're not comfortable with that. But one of the things that I did realize though, that keeps me out here as opposed to mm-hmm. going back is that you told me how much I was worth. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, even if it was a lot of money, you're like, oh, you only worth, uh, you know, 100 or you only worth 60 or you only. No, I, out here in the world, I could be worth whatever I want to be worth. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and I think that that's such a great point. And it's not only that they tell you what you're worth. It doesn't matter how much you do or contribute. That's not going to change. No. Nope. Maybe nope. at the year you get a little percent increase one percent maybe three percent in a good year right and it doesn't matter how much you've done how much you've helped Mm -hmm. help young people or whoever you're helping with so Mm -hmm. yeah I think that that's true and I think we get to decide what we're worth and then I think I know this has come up and I don't know what your next question is but let me know if I'm off track but deciding then how much we're worth becomes its own challenge because we've been told so many so many years how much we're worth we don't, we don't know like how to communicate our worth mm-hmm. and how to increase our worth. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely something I'm, I'm learning. I help people manage that, but I'm also learning to manage that for myself too. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the module titles in my, my program is know your worth. And, and that's a whole because I when I'm talking to people because I, I do more consulting now when I'm talking to people they're like oh I can charge this much yeah you can charge whatever you want to charge yeah right yeah. 
And I started off, uh, one of the stories that I tell, I started off and I would give people discounts, especially if you were referred, right? And I remember one lady called me <laughs> up, girl, and it was for testing. Like, and I charged some like $500. You know how much testing costs. I charged like $500 for like a full battery, right? Because I'm trying yeah. to be discount. That lady called me up the next day and asked me, was I, basically she questioned my competency because it was so cheap because mm. she had called everybody else and it was more expensive. And in that yeah. moment, I knew from that point forward, oh no, I'm never going to undervalue. Now I still give discounts to people and stuff, but nowhere near that yeah. because, you know, I know what that service is worth. I know what I'm worth and I know what extra I bring. So anyway, that's mm-hmm. a whole nother, but yeah, that that's a good point. And it was the other thing you said about, um, the leadership. And, and that's another thing that people, um, I really hope that they do more of. And I think people get suspicious when you say, oh, you know, get in a program because, you know, you're going to talk about your program. I have program. People have programs. But I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm assuming I didn't get here without going and learning from somebody. And why would you just make it up on your own when it's out, when, it, when people have already there. done it? <laughs> You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. And so exactly. I do invest in myself and pay for things, especially people who have done what I've done mm-hmm. or want to do yeah. that. Yeah. And so, yeah. So when you said your leadership program, it sounds yeah. like that really helped to push you to do. You yeah, know, that definitely you. helps. I did a couple, uh, one through the American Psych Association that have one for, for women in leadership. I did one at the job I was at. <laughs> they helped me. So they, they didn't know they were helping me. Oh, well, that was the point to leave. And sometimes that meant staying in the organization, or sometimes that meant leaving. Right. Um, but I've also now worked with a coach. I, I had a, the opportunity to have a coach um, through this mentoring program. And I would say I'd never had a coach before. And this was way in my 40s. And I'm like, if you're listening to this, get a coach. Like, because it's so helpful and I wish I had it much earlier in my life because I would have probably done a lot of, like you said, like mm-hmm. people experience it expedite, like you don't have to start everything from scratch. A lot of things I started from scratch, which I'm proud of, but I could also have saved a whole lot of time mm-hmm. and money sometimes because you end up taking the long route that can become more expensive. So mm-hmm. coaching has also been another um another benefit or, or professional development that I continue to engage in because it's, it's helpful for me. It helps me with the accountability. It helps me stay on track um, and it helps me continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad. I just, I'm glad you mentioned it because I don't know how much I've talked about that in other places, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's still something that's so important and to be a leader, but we could talk about that a whole nother time. Yes. I'm sure to, to go from the, the job and to do this, you had to have different set of skills. Now you, some of your core is the same, but you still had to do different things, especially if you're leading people. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that another time. But okay, the, the next thing though I want to know is so I, I'm, I'm um, kind of filling in for me. So you're working at the job, you love the job, you try to find a therapist, and then you're like, wait a minute, it shouldn't be this hard. So is that you're saying that's directly how InfoSight came about? Yeah, I would say like I've been thinking about ways to kind of get in entrepreneurship. So I I had a therapy private practice that I've been doing along with my nine to five. Um, And I would say, I think, you know, having, after having the kids, I'm trained as a forensic psychologist as well. So I was doing some of that on the side. 
And it was just getting to be a lot of wear and tear. Just I was doing too much, to be mm -hmm. quite honest. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling burnt out. And so part of it, it was like, okay, so how can I get to some passive income? How do I not, I was, I think I used to call it, how can I not be on hour for dollar? Like every hour, every dollar I made, I had to be on for the hour, you know? So like, this is not sustainable. I can't like, how do, how do I build wealth <laughs> if it relies on me being every, every hour? Like, this is not going to work. The math does not add up. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like that thinking is like okay so how do you create something that doesn't rely on you being on all the time mm -hmm. um so I would say that's just that was the mentality there's a number of different ideas that may kind of come out at some other point but that was kind of the the thinking my husband also is an entrepreneur so we were back you know kind of bouncing ideas around and we did some research or one, you know, we're looking to like create like on-demand office space for, for therapists. Cause mm -hmm. I was doing, again, I was doing some really a lot of work with therapists similar to what you're doing mm -hmm. and trying to think about how do we create this ecosystem for therapists, particularly therapists of color, mm -hmm. because it wasn't something that was out there. Even when I started my private practice, it was talking to a few people, but there was no knowledge base. You could go here mm -hmm. and figure out how to start your private practice. So that was how I started. And then um, as I was thinking about ways to like build on that, you know, in a psych and my, again, my own journey in finding a therapist was like, oh, this is actually not as easy as it should be. Mm -hmm. um, so I continued to do the, the private practice course. It's called the Thriving Therapist Masterclass now. Mm -hmm. um, and that is like a six week course that I've done, you know, all the nuts and bolts um I have the therapist of color directory which I ended up not is not actually revenue generating I was going to be but then once COVID hit and we were so new and I'm like I don't want to create any other barriers so mm -hmm. that's a free space both for, for people looking for therapists and for therapists to showcase their website their, their you know their services what else so we have again a lot of the pro we do a lot of educational programming for communities um, some of that is is free, um, but then people hire us to do a lot of programming. So the way that we've evolved right now um, and actually working on our next iteration is we're actually more formalized into working with companies to provide their programming, their emotional well-being programming, mm -hmm. particularly when it intersects with people of color, employees of color. So that's been a new thing. I've done a couple of business accelerators, which again, as you think about therapists, like I'm often the only therapist in those kind of spaces. So I think part of your, your podcast here is to help therapists kind of think bigger and yes. think outside the box. Yeah. And so these are spaces that we can be in. So I would say that's how it's evolved. And it's still evolving, right? That, that the, the business ideas is still evolving. And, you know, my goal is to really think about how do I create a product um, that can help me, <laughs> you know, retire and build that wealth, right? Yeah. Like the million dollar therapist or something, right? <laughs> right? But you have to start somewhere. And I think mm -hmm. going through those accelerators, I realized how small my dreams were. I thought they were big, but I realized like talking to other people, mm -hmm. how small they were. And so that has evolved over this time. And so I think that I love what you're doing with this podcast and really, again, encouraging us to think outside the box and to think about all the different ways that we can bring our skills, our lived experience and our skills 
into spaces that can be monetized. I think that's 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 really cool. Yay. And, and I wish we, I wish you, you were doing this when I was in grad school. So I agree. We would have been millionaires by now, right? And I do agree. You and I did think of some stuff when we were in school. We really were innovative even back then because we were, I guess, in our 20s at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And we were thinking of some things. We, we knew something, but we, like you said, we didn't have the coaches. We didn't have the, because think about it. Even if you think about our mentors, they taught us integrity. They taught us good work ethic, but I don't remember them thinking way big outside the box that much I do remember one of mine had like a grant from the CDC and I was thinking oh god you know so that was kind of big but you still you know what I mean you still yeah. they weren't teaching you that so yeah hopefully we'll be able to to inspire uh, yeah. our age and especially the younger ones to to be right. as big as possible with this and like you said and the bigger we think the more people we help and, yeah. and especially now, you know, mental health is, is, I mean, it's always been, but even now I think people are finally, we're in that, that yeah. stage that they yeah. understand it. They, there's not a taboo and it's, it's trending yeah. and, and yeah. it's needed, of course. It's so great to see. And I, you know, I think the other piece is building out that workforce. So, mm-hmm. you know, hope, you know, this is, this podcast is going to live for people to see and, and, and it's for our new next generation because, when I talk to college students who are interested in the field, some of the messages they're getting from their families, like, oh, you're not going to make any money doing this. Exactly. That's not a real career, right? Exactly. So we're, we're here to say, yes, it is. And okay. you can see. There's a quote that I actually have. Is it on this one? One of my vision boards is from LeBron James. It's like, you can make money and do good. Oh, so I love it. That was really helpful because that's like the money thing. Then we have these ideas about money, particularly as therapists, like money's dirty. Like we don't even want to ask our clients to pay their bills. <laughs> yes. Right. They some of us have all these hangs about money. And like that's a thing that you can actually work through and get better at. But for me, it was like this, I want to do good. And that somehow that meant like I wasn't going to make money doing that. So that could have been really helpful for me. Oh, I like, yeah, because I, I think I kind of switch and say, you know, you can help people and make money. But yeah, that's the same thing. Then do good. Yeah, I like that. LeBron, I'm going to have to write that down. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And and you also said you had a vision board. Mine is over here. Well, we call it in our company, we call it the decision board. And, and my quote is a vision is what you want to happen. A decision is what you make happen. Nice. So we all make nice. decision boards and we have a theme every year. So our theme this year is all in. So we're doing everything. Yeah, yeah. So every yeah, last year was making money moves. So this year is all in. Nice, uh, nice, so we do put nice, that on the board too. But okay, so then let me go and you you keep mentioning about um the, the companies and working with companies. And I think that's important because companies, like I did some work at the CDC, man, those companies, they give you a nice little chunk of change at one time to help. So can you kind of tell us how you even got to that? I know you said. I think well, well, one of the first things I know you put put it out in the world, which is the first thing I'm trying to get everybody to do, put it out in the world. So I, did, did yeah. people just come to you once you put it out in the world or did you know somebody like how did you start working with companies? Yeah. So it's interesting because a lot of and even till today, because I'm actually working on the new landing page for this part of the business. But a lot of it, there's two, there's some things I've had to work through. So a lot of it has been people have found me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think definitely having the InnoSight brand out there and, you know, we were really pushing a lot of content and again, doing a lot of programming. And one of the things that I talk about in, in my course is about being able to promote yourself and getting comfortable with promoting yourself. 
because for often people of color and, and immigrants, like, you know, we get this message, who you think you are? Who do you think you are? <laughs> yes. You're not all that. Right? <laughs> True. So we get these messages like we can't like you your accomplishments aren't like people will acknowledge you but they don't want you to talk about it mm -hmm. so how are people going to know what you do if you don't tell them right so it's about promoting yourself so everything that we do we promote it on our social media posts um it doesn't mean i'm comfortable with it right there's right. Some cultural barriers but you just got to do it um so people have found me through that but also then when you're doing something, part of creating your personal brand, and that's one of the courses I talk about, just your personal brand, is that you want to align yourself with, with think companies and are, are things that you do well, right? So you asked me like what you're super, I love that question because that's part of your branding. Like mm -hmm. you have to know what it is that you do your best work and then focus on that and do that over and over again. And so a lot of the work that I have is from referrals from other companies that I've worked with. Um, so again, I haven't done a lot of outright marketing for this. I'm going to start doing that, um, as I'm growing, but it was a lot of word of mouth. So, um, so positioning yourself, right. Letting people know what you do, honing your product, you know, like, so you're putting a good product out there that people want some of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, so those are some of the things that I've really been able to do. And then the hardest part, which for me is I'm also so working through is then the networking piece. Yes. So, right. So it's like asking for a meeting with somebody, right. Um, introduce me to people that you know. So that's been a lot of then, and then following up and having those meetings. And sometimes it's not always about like selling, but it's about getting to know people, sharing what you do, finding synergy, helping them out there, helping you. So those are some things I've had to really lean on, like tapping into my network. Okay. Um, I know some there's some your network is your net worth, right? So mm -hmm. tapping into your network and letting people know what you do and asking, you know, how they can help and making those connections have been really helpful. So then, so are so you're monetizing in Psych now, or okay, and is that? So I would say that yeah. So what's being monetized is our programming. So we do programming for corporations, organizations. Um, so that's where I would say most of our money comes in. I also created um, this card deck called My Time to Thrive. Um, so it's a card deck I created. Um, I came, up, came out of an idea when I was doing a, a workshop at the Massachusetts Conference for Women. Um, I started, I created these cards just to help people engage in conversations about mental health. And they, people loved it. So I'm like, ooh, let me do something with that. <laughs> we have to talk about that. I like that. I know. I show one of the cards for the people who are watching. Can you show one of the cards? Yes, of course. Let me, let me grab a box. Here. If you're listening to this, that means you got to go to the YouTube channel and see the Yes, go to the website, innocite.com. So they're really beautifully designed. So this oh, one, and nice. then the sun is coming yeah. in here. So okay. There's, oh, yeah, I see it. Oh, yeah, that's nice. So this one talks okay. about scenery. So there are 10 different categories. And they have different prompts. So if you like to journal, there are prompts you can journal, there are activities, so things that you can actually do for yourself or with friends to kind of build on skills around healing. But the whole thing is about healing, your healing journal journey. Um, and then we have a journal that goes along with it as oh, well. Nice. Beauty. So some of the aesthetic from the cards, 
so that I have these wonderful quotes in this. I love if you might, I love quotes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're quotes in this first in there ah. as well. So, so those are things that I monetize. So, um, and so I would say the programming and, um, and the card deck are kind of our primary sources right now. Um, and the programming um, with corporations is pretty, um, I would say is pretty, um, is working really well. So again, part of it, I had to know what I was worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, first, my first corporate gig, they told me what they would pay me. And I was like, I was so excited. I mean, it was a pretty happy check. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, ding, 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 ding. Um, so that's been really helpful to get into that, that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, you know, think about like, well, my hourly rate is like, oh, this is, this is good. I can do this. <laughs> And I think the other piece, as we're talking about it, one of the things, and you were talking about like, you know, discounting your work, it's like, you know, the hours that you put in are so important, but, and then people have to know that that's value. And so because I'm doing this full-time now, I have gotten better at saying, no, I can't, this is my, this is my rate, Mm -hmm. because it means like I'm giving up time and my energy and I have two kids as I mentioned here I have two kids so like this is how I earn my money this is no longer a side gig for me this is how I earn my money and so this is how I pay my bills <laughs> pay my mortgage right so I have to be I have to honor my rates mm-hmm. right otherwise I'm not going to be profitable I'm not going to make make my own um targets or profit margins that I need to make to be successful. Exactly. And you don't feel bad about it because you do good work, right? So it's like, if I do good work and I provide quality work, then I I, I sleep well at night. Um, And and in life, and that's why I always tell people too, in life, we're still going to give away stuff. We give away talking, like you and I were just talking earlier that we can give away stuff when people, so I never have any concerns about doing stuff like that. And and if I decide to do something for free, then I will. But like you said, the majority of your time can't be spent on that when that is your sole source of income. Right. Um, and yeah. so, uh, yeah, I, I hear you, I hear you. So, okay, so then we have this now, so we, we transition fully into entrepreneurship, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, so I appreciate you sharing that journey. And so I would say now, since you are talking about the boxes expanded for you, like what's your big picture vision for mm. what you wanna do? Ooh, that's good. Um, and I would say, uh, before I answer that question, I think the piece for me is, I've always thought about my, when I thought, think about my career and what I do, I feel like I always think about like my different revenue streams. And so I think about that pie, right? So I have the card deck, I have the corporate, I have the course. Um, so that all these things that I'm working on, that's all co- connected, the syn- that all synergistic, right? They're working together. Um, and I think that's really important for therapists because I think sometimes we think we can only do the therapy thing, mm-hmm. right? And so I always tell people, make sure that pie is diversified because there's going to be ups and downs or mm-hmm. times where things, you know, like the summertime here in New England, nobody's like seeing a therapist. Everywhere, everywhere. Or on the beach, you know? <laughs> everywhere, nobody. That's what all, we were talking about that the other day. Everybody's down in the summertime. Yeah. So you have to know that. So that's when you plan your vacations or there's another source of income that you're having coming in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so my big dream. Oh man. So I have a lot. Okay. And I'm looking at my vision board here. <laughs> so one of the things I'm really 
really figure trying to figure out and trying to get the capital to like how do I really get take InnoSec to the next level? Um, so I'm being in as I mentioned, I'm being in a number of accelerator programs. And part of them is helping me kind of understand my business model, figure out the setup. Is this a company that is going to get venture capital money, which is a lot of money invested, mm-hmm. sometimes millions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be I- ideal. Like I'm trying to think about, okay, what is the business model that can get there? Uh, venture capital money is not always the best thing because then mm-hmm. you have people running your company and telling mm-hmm. you what to do, right? So mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what is the balance. Is it that? Am I going to get a loan and kind of build it up? So, but it is going to be something that is built far beyond myself and the team that I have growing. So my goal is to really get this to be a million dollar company, a multi-million dollar company, right? That is our goal. That's our goal. Like that's why I'm doing this. Um, So I have a book in the process that I'm working on, right? So there are ways that I'm also thinking about how do I get the knowledge, as you mentioned, the knowledge that we have out there so people can have access to that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I think those are some big things. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always, I feel like I'm always dreaming and scheming. <laughs> um, I think there are other business ideas that I have that, you know, I kind of write down and keep, you know, keep there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that to me, it's like just continuing to grow, be in spaces and around people that help me to grow and think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Again, help me to think big. Like there's always um, that that uh, that idea, that vision, that movement, that forward momentum is like think big, think bigger. Mm-hmm. So I have a few women around me where we do our vision boards together. And we're kind of encouraging each other, keeping each other accountable. So mm-hmm. how are you thinking bigger? And I have people around me who are always like, yeah, you can go bigger, right? So like, I think that that is kind of the mission and the goal is to just con- every day think what, what is that, what is bigger than yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I think that piece of me then, right? That little girl who's from Barbados, <laughs> right? Was like, yeah, you can do this, right? You can do this, you got this. So mm-hmm. that encouragement and that, that, that mission to do good and to spread this mental health thing out to others. I think that helps me going, going and growing. Yay. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, just, just be bigger. Think big. And I think sometimes people think bigger means bigger, bigger, but it really is. It is your bigger. It is what you can do. And like you said, as long as you're moving, once you start that momentum, it does grow. It does get mm-hmm. bigger. And it's, mm-hmm. it's hard, you know, just to, uh, to do that. So, yeah, I appreciate that, that thought process. And yeah, I can't wait to see what you do. I'm so excited <laughs> for you. I'm so excited. Look at I'm like, I need to get the cards. I need to get the journal. I need to join. The, well, I'm not doing therapy anymore, but I need to join whatever. You know, if you need anything, definitely let me know. Um, same, same. So now you have your directory so they can join your directory. And we're going to put everything in there so you all will be able to just click uh, the links for her. But the the directory that you have, they can join. Yeah. And um, the Inno site, if they want to look and see about any of the services you all have, of course, the cards. The and course the is on there. Yeah. Oh, and the course, the private practice course. Right. And then we have a blog. So we do, you know, we try to pick, uh, put out um, like every other week, we put out an article. Um, just around, again, mental health and well-being. Um, that's, you know, again, for the general public, because I think that piece around education is always a big, big piece that I think it's 
as we can, as people, as you said, where people are opening up now to this idea, mm-hmm. like how do we continue to have conversations about this? Um, I used to do like a web webcast, I don't know what to call it, um, called Thriving Thursdays, where I would bring on mental professionals and advocates and just talk about healing and talk about what the work they're doing. So I'm trying to figure out what's next with that. I love doing it, but I want to think about, and I'm trying to pull back to be more strategic and to think about, okay, where, where do I want to go um, with that or some version of that? Because I do think it is a needed platform. I think similar to what you're doing here with the Six Figure Podcast, we need more images of us, mm-hmm. of the work that we're doing and, and the very different things that we're doing to really kind of expand that vision of what a therapist is. So we don't want, when you think of a therapist, that image of the white man and <laughs> smoking a pipe or on a couch, right? <laughs> Wants you to see the diversity. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're trying to do. Like how do we showcase the diversity of all the different therapists and what the work they're doing. So that's that's some of the, the big things that we have that I'm trying to figure out. Um, and how do I, how do we partner with other companies mm-hmm. to do that, right? So mm-hmm. how do I make that work sustainable for myself? Because um, I know there are dollars out there. So I'm always trying to figure out where the, where the dollars at. That's <laughs> where it. the dollars That's at. It. That is it, because it's still there. So like you said, it's just finding them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like I said, doing quality work so that you can find more and keep it exactly. and, and help yeah. people. So yeah. exactly. I thank you so much for being here. And I'm sure you'll come back and we'll talk about something. Of course. Of course. No, no, I thank you for having me and for having this platform. Um, I think it's one, again, it's wonderful. It's great ways to show your creativity and your innovation. And again, that, you know, I just love when we're in grad school and even beyond that we started to think about like how, what we're going to do. So we definitely need a, a, another conversation as we're definitely. entering these different phases of our life. So this has been wonderful. Thank you. All right. So you all tune in next time and you can go into the YouTube page to see Dr. Jackman or, and like I said, we're going to put all her links. So you'll be able to see all of her information if you'd like to contact her. So thank you again. Thank you for giving some of your time to listen to the Six Figure Therapist. If something we said has taught or inspired you, please join us on our mission to uplift and empower mental health practitioners by becoming part of the movement. You can find us at Six Figure Therapist on YouTube and Instagram. Don't forget to share this episode with others who need to hear it. Subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Until next time, we wish you wellness. And remember, growth is not your color.